we revert to the old versions of ourselves when I think we get the opportunity to either step up and try to lean into a new home or revert to our old home. And oftentimes we do whatever is most comfortable. If your home is egoing up, try to be vulnerable and just say, honestly, I'm a little bit scared right now. If your home is self-doubt, try to, yeah, be vulnerable, own the self-doubt, but do it anyway. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, 1,254, how many temporary things have become permanent, maybe how many temporary things have uh, felt permanent or now feel permanent. That's a reframe. Today for episode number 1,255, why do we revert to the old versions of us? So happy Wednesday, if you are listening to this. As of the time of recording, it is 54 degrees in New Hampshire. I got the window open. The sun is setting. It is wonderful. Spring it is, is coming. Spring is coming. It cannot come quick enough. So the other day, Alan, I had one of those moments where... And I've said this before on the podcast, where I said, how the hell did I get here? And am I actually supposed to be where I am right now? I was on a podcast and I research podcasts before I go on. And I research this podcast and the person who hosts it is a, uh, they're in school getting their doctorate to be like in, in psychology. Also, this person can play like eight instruments and they're super into philosophy and all these cool things. And that, there's my initial, okay, did this person mess up by having me on? Is there another Kevin Paul Mary who has a podcast? I'm sure there probably is. All right, let's see what happens. So I show up and awesome person, uh, gr great human being, just awesome. And I had a moment in the beginning where I'm looking at this person and I'm like, okay, these are your credentials. Interesting. And I said, I don't, I do not belong here. I do not belong here with this person. I, there's no way I'm going to hang in this conversation and this was the podcast. You take one word and you philosophize about it. And the one word was habit. And nice. I was like, all right, cool. I, I love that word. So I'm in. But I had to, I had to catch myself several times through this hour interview and say, Kev, you do belong here. Kev, you do belong here. Kev, you do belong here. You've done this so many times. Like you're gonna be fine. You're Luckily the word fine. was habit. <laughs> I know. Well, I chose the word. It was based oh, you on did. Okay. Yeah, it was based yeah, on yeah. my my quote unquote <laughs> expertise or whatever. That that's why we went with that word. But I was thinking to myself, I told the person either after or during the episode, I said, it's episodes like this are really hard for me because I revert to the old version of Kevin. And what I mean by that, and I say this all the time, my the the home version, like when Kevin goes home, my natural home is not believing in myself. My natural home is lack. My natural home is fear of failure, just not enoughness, not good enough, not smart enough, not enough. And that's when I thought of this episode where we revert to the old versions of ourselves 
when I think we get the opportunity to either step up and try to lean into a new home or revert to our old home. And oftentimes we do whatever is most comfortable. And oftentimes most comfortable, maybe all times, is going home. It's going home to, you know what? I'm not good enough. I can't do this. You know what? I'm not smart enough. I can't do this. You know what? I'm not pretty enough. I can't take this picture. You know what? I don't know numbers well enough. I can't raise my hand. I can't tell you how many times we've been at events where I had to force myself to raise my hand and ask a question. We went to an event in Boston with Lori Harder. And the only reason I went to the event was so I could raise my hand and ask a question. Even though I didn't want to. My home in that scenario, in that situation, is to sit back and be silent and be invisible. That's my home. And I raised my hand and asked Lori Harder a question. I don't remember what the question was. Then when we went up to take a picture with her, I dropped my book on the floor like a like a dingus. <laughs> and she and we have a picture of it. And she was very sweet. But that really is the the point of this episode. Every day there is a potential opportunity for you to do something different, for you not to revert to whatever home is to you. Because if you're not getting the results you want out of your life because you're reverting to home every time you have an opportunity to do something courageous, then we have to figure out, okay, how do we avoid that? And how do we create, hopefully, a new home? Now, here's the thing. I haven't created a new home yet. My home still is lack of enoughness. I get that ping. I get that fear. I get that scarce feeling often, but I now have enough recent and relevant proof to show otherwise. So what can you do to find recent, something that has happened recently, and relevant, something that proves you either right in a empowering way or wrong in a disempowering way? What do you have for proof? Kev, what would have happened if you you know, and I went to an event with Lori Harder now and, you know, would it be challenging for you to ask a question still? And again, like, what do you think? No, no, no. I, no, because now I understand I've already done that. That's the interest. It's the interesting thing where, I mean, if you think about it this way, I watched a documentary on Evil Knievel recently. For those who don't know Evil Knievel, Evil Knievel was a stuntman in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and he used to jump motorcycles over buses and a bunch of things. Didn't when he go you over the Grand Canyon or something crazy? Or is he that tried myth? to fly something over the Grand Canyon. He failed pretty miserably. He didn't even come close. His son jumped a dirt bike across the Grand Canyon, Robbie uh, Kniebel, who also passed away recently. Rest in peace. When you say you, you jump a bike or a motorcycle 10 feet, next time you know you can do it. So you're probably going to go up from there. You're probably not going to say, ah, let me do five feet next time. It doesn't make any sense. You already mm -hmm. know you can do 10. You're probably going to try to do 11. So I think for me, when I think of, you know, raising my hand at an event, just as an example, I've already done it enough where to the point, uh, to the point where when we went to Brennan Burchard, he had 3000 people in the audience and Tom Bilyeu was speaking. And I literally raised my hand to ask a question. I didn't even have a question. I was like, well, if they pick on me, I'll just figure, I don't know. I'll just ask something. I don't really know what I'm going to ask. But I wanted, I wanted to fear chase. So no, an event like that at this point, I don't think would be very hard, but that's also my new potential set point. That's also, it. I don't, now when I have that situation, I don't necessarily have to say, don't go home. Because in a way, my home, I guess my home is in a different place now, but just not, um... We it's, were still, about it's still on the self-doubt end. It is. I think there's two homes. I think there's ego up mm. or there's self-doubt. 
so I think you're either going to shell up or puff up. Yeah. Um, and it's trauma responses, which we won't get into, but yours home is still self-doubt. It's just less, less shelling up than you used to, or maybe it's less triggering than it used to be. Or maybe your home is like, this is a cool way to think of it. Your home is a little more, a little more, uh, elaborate or something like, yeah, yeah. A little more comfortable. Like you're, you still would have self-doubt asking a question with Lori Harder, but it wouldn't be nearly as much. It would yeah. be like, I don't know, one out of 10 on the Richter scale instead of 10 out of 10 when it was me, you, and 300 other women or 200 yeah. other women or whatever. Yeah. And I now it's like- Your if, voice was super shaky when you oh, asked. Oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> it was so, I was so scared. If if you and I had an event and there was 10,000 people, that would be like, that's mm-hmm. my new stretch of, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I can do 10,000 people. That's a lot of people. That is a, a drastic amount of people. It's a lot. It, it's almost like the contra- when the contrast between what you never thought you could do and what you are doing every day is kind of like becomes normal. Then when you stretch to something that seems beyond your capabilities, I think that's an opportunity for you to try to stay home. And then when that becomes normal, it's almost like I can do this. Then when you stretch again, it's almost like, mm, I don't know if I can do this. Maybe I, I want to go home. I just had a moment though, because sure. when you were playing baseball, it would have been no problem for you to whip that baseball at the at the um, milk crates look, at the circus. Look, but this, this is the thing. I think what happens is you still remember that you were an all-star baseball player and, and even decades go by and you've lost the capabilities because if you don't use it, you lose it. Rigged. The carnival Not fully, is rigged. And the carnival is rigged. rigged, yes. That's the biggest so, thing. So shortest story ever, Kev... All-star baseball player in high school. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He's at the carnival, wants to win his wife, Taryn, a teddy bear. Big, big teddy bear. Of course. The carnival is rigged. Fair. Yes. Fair assessment. But you didn't even hit the milk jugs, man. I didn't even come close. No, yeah. I definitely had. <laughs> if, if, the, if the carnival is rigged, it was 51% my fault and 49% the carnival's fault because I, I didn't even come close. I was whipping it, just bouncing it. Not good. Not, not very good. Well, in that case, it's 100% you since you didn't hit the milk cartons or whatever. But here's my point is that your, what you thought your home was, was, you know, 80 mile an hour fastball or whatever. What it really was, was whatever. Yeah. Again, I don't know baseball very well. So is that I just want to make sure I don't give anybody any, like, I never threw 80. So I want to make sure nobody's (laughs) like, hey man, I played against you. You never threw that hard. It's like, all right, fair assessment. I did. Hey guys, my name is Jacob Balthalon and I just finished Next Level Group Coaching. When I started, when I joined, I wasn't sure what I was walking into. But during the entire course and the program, I figured out it's not something that I wanted to do, it's something I needed to do. They helped set me on the right path with learning how to do PPTs, peak performance tracking. And every two weeks, I was getting new awarenesses and getting a lot more happier, first of all, my health, wealth, and love, but also winning more um, Practically and tactically in business. So if you're looking to you know upgrade your life, next, get to that next level, definitely sign up for the group coaching. Okay, so so I have a a story that I think will resonate with everybody. There's someone that I coach who wouldn't mind me sharing this, but I'm going to keep it anonymous anyway. I just want to do that from now on with most things. And essentially, she's a coach and she wants to start coaching, but she's never coached before. And this, I've never seen an exception to this. And I've coached a lot of people who want to be coaches. And there's always imposter syndrome. And there was with me as well. There was with Kevin. That's actually why we started coaching for free all those years ago. Because it it helps with imposter syndrome when you're not getting paid. Whereas when you're getting paid and someone's spending their hard-earned money to get value, 
you know, it's, it's a very challenging to overcome imposter syndrome when you've never done it. Now I'm 3,900 coaching calls in, so I don't have any imposter syndrome jumping on the mic, but I do remember, or jumping on the mic, jumping on Zoom on a coaching call, but I do remember feeling fearful at the beginning, genuinely. Okay. Although I do think I probably puffed up instead of shelled up. Uh, but this other person, she's becoming a coach. She has two free trial clients now. They're about to be two. I think she has one. But she was struggling with so much imposter syndrome. And this person had done um, counseling before. And I think she told me she did 2,400 hours of sessions of counseling. But she's never done coaching. See how in the mind it plays tricks on you? It's, and I told her, I said, you've been a counselor for 2,400 hours. Coaching is not that much different, I can promise you. You're going to crush it. You know your stuff. Like, you're going to crush it. But again, that's intellectual rather than emotional. And she was dealing with imposter syndrome. So yes, it helped that I said she's going to crush it. But here she is now. And she said, and this is what happens when you face a fear. She's done, I think, four sessions now. And she's like, I feel so empowered. I'm ready for my next client. What do you think about this person or this person? And it's like, now she's coming to me to get more sessions. But in the beginning, it was like very much reluctance. It really was. And so if you are a coach out there or you want to be, make sure you start for free. It'll it'll eliminate imposter syndrome. You'll learn your value. You'll also learn and feel more competent because you'll learn how to do it. You'll actually get better at it. But um, And when you're not getting paid, imposter syndrome is definitely less of an issue, I think. Um, and I think you can probably attest to that as well, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. why we started for free all those years ago, right? So, okay. Yeah. Now she's coming to me to get more sessions because now she's empowered. And that's what happens when you face a fear. So if you can handle, again, why do we revert to the old versions of us? Because that's your home. That's your comfort zone. That's your habit pattern. And so if you can face that and you can... Make sure that you overcome that, whether it's self-doubt or imposter syndrome or even egoing up. Try not to ego up and be vulnerable. If, you're, if your home is egoing up, try to be vulnerable and just say, honestly, I'm a little bit scared right now. If your home is self-doubt, try to, yeah, be vulnerable, own the self-doubt, but do it anyway. And maybe, maybe in a weird way, vulnerability is the solution to this because if you think about it, both puffing up and turtling up are protection mechanisms mm. to try to keep you safe. So vulnerability and courage is obviously the answer to that. So just be vulnerable, be courageous, do it anyway. And instead of armoring up or puffing up, just be vulnerable and authentic. And then instead of not doing it or shelling up or avoiding or whatever, do it anyway. And then on the other side of that, and this is my point, on the other side of that, you feel empowered. On the other side of that, you're like, holy crap. I remember speeches where I was scared. And then after the event is over, you you feel so good. Part, partly because the event is over. But the other part is because you, you actually did it. You know, and I, I was talking to Kevin recently. And I think that I, think that I have more self-doubt than I realized. I think I don't sit in self-doubt for very long. And I would say that now that I'm seeing this from a frame of parts, and maybe this is another episode for another time, but I think that the self-doubt part of me is is small and I don't really sit in that for very long, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. And so the question becomes, when you have self-doubt, when you have fear, 
what is your home and can you can you make sure that you're not reverting and that you're actually evolving the the vulnerability thing it's like you if you're not vulnerable you don't you'll never know the truth you can say it'd be very easy for me to say oh, i wasn't worried at all i've done whatever 2000 podcast episodes like i could very easily say that but for me that doesn't it's not going to do me any justice because next time what's going to have to happen i'm going to have to lie to myself again i told you this the other day i said hey man we were talking about something i don't remember what it was and i was like oh yeah i got another i have however many consulting clients where I literally just hop on the phone every other week with a podcaster and I say like, this is what I would do. This is what I see. This is what you should be doing in your business, your content, whatever interviews. And I was like, it's weird because now some people are just like, no, I'm good with the production stuff. Like I have a team that does the production stuff. I just want to pay you to like consult. And it's like, I told Alan, it's, it's weird because that puts a different level of pressure on because many of our other clients, they're paying for packages and I just coach them as part of that. Yep. Where now it's like somebody's expecting $150 worth of value in this hour and that scares the pants off me sometimes. But here's the thing. Either I do it and face it and figure out, okay, you know what? The water's not as deep as I thought or it's not as bad as I thought or it's not whatever. Or I say, you know what? Mm -mm, can't do it. And then the second I say I can't do it, my home, the foundation gets even stronger there and it gets stronger and stronger or the, the fence gets higher, whatever, whatever analogy you want to use. Fear gets bigger. It does. The, the fear gets bigger when you don't well, face it every because time. Because you're, now your proof, your most recent and relevant proof is you saying no. Yeah. No, I had that opportunity, but I didn't do it. Like, oh, okay, next time you have that opportunity, that's your most recent and relevant proof. And you're going to look back on that. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting. But to Alan's point, I said that on a podcast recently. I said, if you're doing something in the beginning and you can do it for free, not even the fact that it's easier to help people that way and whatever, I said... It's very easy to over deliver on that because yeah. it's free and nobody expects it to be that valuable. So if you're even halfway decent, people are going to respect it. So I know even to a deeper level, I want to share that. Such an important distinction there. And I think that a lot of people get really bad advice on that. And it's, yeah. it's usually from people that have spent a decade or more doing the thing. And it, they're like, oh, I wish I would have charged more at the beginning. It's like, well, obviously you've been doing this for 10 years. You know, and I think that you and I try really hard to put ourselves back in the shoes of us at the beginning. At least when it comes to that. That's why I always talk about coaching for free. Same. Because that was one of the best decisions we ever made. Yeah. I think some people are embarrassed about that. I don't, I'm not. I don't, I think it was the best thing in the world. Same. It's exactly Jenna what and Amy are still on the team. Those are our first OGs. two clients right there. The OG OGs. Amy and OG Jenna. Yeah. You know, so cool. A good, a good question to ask yourself. Where is your home? And how often do you go there when maybe you shouldn't? It may, sometimes, I think sometimes the answer, the right answer is going home. If you're having a week and it's been terrible and you're burning down, you know, maybe you should seek some safety and some safety from the weather, right? And you should hang out and, and take it easy. But for a lot of us, we're getting these opportunities and we're saying no because our natural home is to say no. And this is, this is last thing I'll say on this. When we're talking about identity, I said there's two groups of people. I, I'd say probably two. When you're at an event, when you're in a classroom, when you're at a presentation, wherever you are, you are either A, the type of person who will raise their hand and ask a question, or B, the type of person who will not raise their hand and ask a question. And that's a good suggestion of when you're in that situation, your home might be I ask questions, 
your home might be I don't ask questions based on your self-belief. So, or self-worth, self-belief, whatever. A lot of different things. So I just wanted to add and that. And if, if you're the person who asks questions, maybe you need to practice sitting back and observing. Sure. And I know in book club, there's certain people that always ask questions and certain people that never do. And the people who never do should try asking questions. And then the people who always are the ones talking should try sitting back and letting other people, you know, and I think that's true for me as well. So it's powerful. Powerful. Next level nation, April 1st, 2023. Imagine you, myself, Alan, and 49 other amazing humans in a room learning together, having experiences together, shifting identities together. I'm sure Alan and I will learn as much as you at Next Level Live 2023, Worcester, Massachusetts. Tickets are only $97. And if you are local, please come and join us. Not only do we want to meet you, but we want to add value. And I know that there's a lot of people listening who maybe they want to do one-on-one coaching, but it's not the time. Group coaching is not the time. Whatever it may be, this is a great opportunity to find value behind the scenes with Alan and I. Everything you need to know is in the show notes. And you will get to meet the team. It's going to be a whole thing. Also, we have a private Facebook group called Next Level Nation. You've heard a lot about it. It is, what is the purpose of Next Level Nation? The purpose of Next Level Nation is for you to be in a community of people who care about your growth, who want to support your goals and dreams. I told Kevin before we started recording this, I said, heart-driven, but no BS. I care about helping people achieve their goals and dreams. It's really that. And then we all kind of have a common wound of people don't understand us. We don't feel heard or seen. And self-worth tends to be a challenge or self-belief or both. And so Next Level Nation is a supportive place to the point where at one point I shared a vulnerable story and I was crying on a live and someone was very disrespectful and then Kevin booted them immediately. And so that's really what it is. It's a place where you can trust that you're going to be respected even if anyone disagrees with you. So um, it's really designed that way because we feel like most of our listeners have struggled to share their vulnerable truths and and be supported. And so that we wanted to create a community where we felt supported. And um, this is what we would have wanted when it comes to goals and dreams. So join us in Next Level Nation. The link will be in the show notes. Please join us. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1,256. I don't know why I'm smiling. I'm in a very good mood today. One easy way to start being more focused. So Alan, I will lean on you for that episode because that is what you brought. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans, we have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.